0: Welcome into the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast. I am Ethan Skolnick. Make sure you check out all the other podcasts in the Five Reasons Sports Network, Three Yards Per Carry, Five Rings Cane, Cinco Rezonas, Light Skinned Opinions, Balls Cast, and Fantasy on Five. Also check out FiveReasonsSports.com. Before we get to today's episode, after the Heat lose to the Minnesota Timberwolves in Minnesota, I want to tell you about one of the great sponsors of Five Reasons Sports Network, and that is BetDSI. You go to BetDSI.com. Use the promo code 5101. That's F I V 101 you can bet football but of course you can bet basketball there too now that the season has started you still can bet the futures but also you can bet from game to game The Miami Heat play on Tuesday night against Atlanta and will be Jimmy Butler's first game so you might want to jump on that action also the Panthers are on a long road trip and playing well so you might want to get in on some NHL and of course the World Series is still going as we speak so go to betdsi.com use the promo code 5101 and you will get a bonus when you go there and now on to today's episode
1: welcome to five on the floor a miami heat and nba podcast from ethan skolnick with alphonse sydney aka Alf 954 brought to you by the five reasons sports network
0: all right ethan skolnick back with you and i've got both alphonse sydney and alex toledo you can follow them at Alf nine five four, and unfortunately, you can still follow Alex at Tropical Blanket because he changed his handle back. He can only handle it. Uh, he only handle it, uh, going away from that for about a day, not even a day. Was it a day, Alex? A day? That you, it was barely you a day. That?
1: It was about half it a was day. Barely
0: a day. Then he went back to his juvenile route. So he's still at Tropical Blanket. Check him out there. If you hear a little bit of background noise, I'm doing this as after watching the game, heading down there to uh, record a segment for WSVN Sports Extra. So a little bit of – if you get a little bit of 595 and I-95 here, that's what you're getting. But, guys, we wanted to do this right away. Uh, we tried to record a podcast after the game at our great watch party that we had at GQ's Craft House after the Heath's incredible win against Milwaukee. But, thankfully, because Alf was drunk off his ass, uh, it didn't end up recording in a way that we wanted. So we decided to just do one tonight – the Heat are going to come back 2-1 off this road trip, losing the game we expected them to win and winning the game that we expected them to lose. But my overall takeaway, guys, is that this team has a grit and a toughness that we've been talking about since the preseason, even you know training camp, I mean, even some of the guys they were, they were going through in summer league. It showed on this road trip, coming back against Milwaukee the way that they did, down 21, big, second biggest comeback in Heat history on the road. And then coming back tonight against Minnesota after starting really poorly and taking a double-digit lead, but then not having enough to close down the stretch. Look at, let's look at this in totality, the two games, Alf. Let's go to you first. What is your major takeaway?
2: Um, the major takeaway is that um, this team doesn't quit, which we've seen both nights. And the other takeaway is that they, they need Jimmy Butler for the end of these games. They pulled it out in Milwaukee last night, and, I mean, it was a great game. We had a ton of fun. But, you know, the missed free throws, some of the mistakes late, you could, you could just see how, yes, the team is, is, is coming together. They have guys who can score, but when it comes to the end of games, those clutch minutes where Jimmy Butler excels is where he's going to make his biggest impact. Tonight, they really, really could have used him. After all that grit, grind, all that fight, You know, it came down to the end, and and all of a sudden, Andrew Wiggins, who would have thought, goes supernova, and they have Mm -hmm. nobody to answer. You know, Justice did the best he could. Goron looked tired. Justice looked tired. The team had no legs. Second night of a back-to-back after a super emotional OT win. Like, I I don't think you – there's not a lot of negatives I could take away from this game except they gave up way too many offensive rebounds. But, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that happens when you're exhausted. So – I'm not mad that they lost. I expected them to lose. I was really, I I love the fact that they didn't lay down after they were down by 13. But at the end of the day, what I see is this team looks really good. And with Jimmy Butler, they can be special. Yeah. I mean, that's
0: the the takeaway that I I come up with in terms of what's a consistent problem for this team that they're going to have to address is the turnovers. And that cropped up again tonight. Would they end up with 22? something along those lines. It was like 21, 20,
2: 20, 21.
0: Yeah. 21, 21. I mean, I mean, that's way too damn high, but, but again, as you're talking about, you know, with Jimmy Butler, he'll settle down possessions. and I, I felt like that's what happened at the end of this game. You mentioned Wiggins. I know why he went super, supernova because I called him out on Twitter and you know how that works. Uh, whenever I tweet something like that, the opposite absolutely happens. But so no, tired I of Wiggins him. I, he's tough to watch, man. He is. T- I mean, he had one of those runs that reminds you of the number one overall pick, but, he's so inefficient and he, he took a lot of bad shots in that run. They just went down.
1: And uh, but Alex, like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. It's just like, he made so many of those shots that were open threes. And then he kept scoring every time that he would get a smaller guard on him. Like he scored on Dragic. He scored on uh, Tyler hero. He scored when Duncan Robinson was on him. And it's like, okay, sure. That's cool. I'm glad he could score on some subpar defenders.
0: <laughs> right. Well, that's, that's the thing though. Cause I was trying to figure out who would play down the stretch. And that's one of the questions we're going to have. But when Jimmy's playing, Jimmy would have been guarding Wiggins there most likely, right? I mean, that, you know, because if Justice wasn't – because Justice was guarding him for a good portion of the game. I thought one of the, one of the things that worked really well, and, and you actually pointed this out on Twitter, Al, was the decision to start Myers lettered on Towns to save Bam from foul trouble, which Bam got out of the first half with just one foul. And uh, let's try to do this – I really want to do this the totality of the two games. I, I don't want to focus too much on just one game. I mean, people – are going to relive that Milwaukee game a lot, and obviously, if it hadn't happened on a Saturday night, we would do more on it right now. But uh, there, there were some some primary takeaways from from this this two game stretch. Number one, Bam Adebayo is an elite defender already. <laughs> like, I mean, he I mean, yeah. the lockdowns, uh, right? I mean the lockdown stuff that he can like Ta- Yeah, I, both of them, right? But Ta- but I want to focus on Bam in particular because I mean, Towns was was cruising, and he's going to do that against most, you know. Middling to poor, you know, uh, you know, interior defenders in the league, right? He's just unguardable. But you saw with Bam, like he looked like he didn't know what he was doing, like, and and it's it's remarkable we saw that over two games. So I think that's been established. Second thing that's been established is Justice's floor game is really really good right now. He's not confident in his shot. I, I thought that three he made was critical for him going forward because there's so many times in that first half, guys, he wasn't looking at the rim. Like, he, he's got looks from three, but he's just, he doesn't want to take them right now. And then the third major takeaway, I mean, we've talked about Dragic enough. So the third major takeaway is I want to give you a number here, guys, um, and, and I don't want to do this to Dwayne on Twitter because he might block me, but Dwayne Wade's first three games in the NBA, he averaged nine points, three rebounds, and three assists. Uh, Kendrick, Nunn's first, Kendrick Nunn's first three games, he's averaging 22.3 points, 3.3 rebounds and 3.3 assists. Um, this thing is for real, guys. It's, it's for real. Like, he's legit. There, there's no, I don't see a hole in his game. And when Karate was talking today, and I understand what John's saying. He's saying he's going to get on the scouting report. They're going to take certain things away. I'll, I'll go to you first on this, Alex. What would you try to take away from Kendrick Nunn? Because I don't see, like, a, an obvious hole right now.
1: Now, see, the only thing you could take away from him is the fact that he isn't exactly a point guard. But I don't think that's a big deal because he heat already have the point guards. They already have justice. They already have Dragic off the bench. Jimmy's gonna be handling a ton of playmaking when he does come back. And that's his one thing where he's like he's a he's a fine playmaker, right? Like off the off the catch he can do some things, but he's not an actual point guard. Other than that, he's exactly what you want in a combo guard, right? Like he keeps scoring, he keeps filling it up every night. Another night, he shot nine for seventeen, you know. Uh, has he scored over 20 in every game that he's played so far? I believe – right? Yeah, I believe he had, so. He had
0: 18 eight, – no, 18 in game two,
1: 18, I think. Okay. Much,
0: but, he's, like I said, he's averaging, he's averaging 22.3 overall, though. And he's shooting – I mean, he's shooting close to 50%, is he not? Because the first game, I think he was 10 of – was he 10 of 21 or that was Justice? But he's right around 50% right now. So and think. it's the same thing I keep – right. And the same thing I keep saying on every pod, he has not had a bad game yet. Like, going all the way back to Summer League, there has not – There's not been one game because he's just, like, he's solid. And I was trying to think of the comp to him. I mean, some people threw some at me on Twitter. Eric Bledsoe's one name. Here's a name, and, again, this is a Hall of Famer, so I'm not
1: comparing
0: him in terms of what he's going to become. Does he remind you at all of Chauncey Billups? That's a name that got thrown out to me by a couple people, and I see some of it, like, just overall solid, like, there's just there's no obvious. I remember, Chauncey was not great when he came to the NBA. Took him a couple teams, but like overall solid ability to switch between both spots. I, I mean, maybe um, not the defender Chauncey became, but I, yeah, I the, the see a little is, bit of that in him.
2: The one thing that I saw tonight is I, I listen. He's legit. He can score. Uh, he had some defensive lapses. Like there was there were sometimes he just he just wasn't great. He's very aggressive getting over screens, which is good. But sometimes it's almost too aggressive. He puts himself out of position. Uh, he was trailing guys a lot this game. But I mean, it's listen. It's kind of nitpicky right now because he really had an awesome game, you know. But so if you, comparing him to Chauncey Billups, I find that he's too like Chauncey Billups is a bigger guard, and he was he was a better defender. Um, and then, but he's more athletic and, and he, he plays a faster game in the open floor than Chauncey did. But I will say his patience in the half court. Yeah, that kind of does remind you of Chauncey Billups a little bit. Um, His patience in the lane is really, really nice to see. Like, he doesn't rush. He doesn't get out of sorts. You saw it happen to Tyler Hero a couple times tonight. He got in the lane and kind of got hung up and didn't know what to do next. That doesn't happen with Mm -hmm. Kendrick Nunn. And and we also got to remember, Kendrick Nunn is like four years older than Tyler Hero. I I think if you look at the two guys, I think Hero has a higher ceiling, but Nunn is the better player right now. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like they're both, it's excellent. The fact that the Heat have two rookies and a guy, and, and we haven't really seen a lot of KZ Akpala and Chris Silva. Silva looks good. So they have a they have a lot of young good players. Um, so it's it's nice to say I don't you know the comparisons. I know a lot of people are making them, but um, yeah. I mean Kendrick Nunn is for real. Like a guy, he's, he's putting up twenty something consecutive NBA games. That's not a fluke at all.
0: No, it's it's not. And you mentioned the rookies. But then I think everybody's wanted Duncan Robinson to sit, and (laughs) he was their second-leading scorer tonight.
2: Uh, Um, And he he got them through the toughest part of the game, which is when they were down 13, everybody looked dead. Now, maybe because he didn't play as much last night, but everybody looked dead. Nobody had legs. He came in and just hit big shot after big shot. played well defensively and kind of just reminded – it felt like he was reminding the team, like, hey, guys, it's not over. And his minutes
1: were really important tonight.
0: What about the cutting, too, Alex? That was the other thing. Like, I, I did not know that he had part of his game.
1: Duncan was, was showing that off. I think that was some of the that he was uh, being utilized as uh, when he was playing in Sioux Falls because he was showing some savvy in that aspect. But what I was going to say was Duncan Robinson did well enough relative to, you know, his own defensive ability. But I think when he's on the floor out there with myers or when Tyler Hero's on the floor out there with Myers-Enderter, when it's two out of three of those guys, I think it's obvious that they're just so much worse as it seemed defensively. And I think that's going to keep hounding them if they keep con- insisting on playing two out of three of them together at the same time, especially when you're starting them. again. Well, I, don't t- think, I don't think it's going to be as big of
2: a problem when you get DJJ and Jimmy Butler back. Oh, I think some oh, of these right. lineups are just
1: out of just pure necessity right now. And I don't know if we can really get to, we can really look too deeply into them. No, no, you're 100% right, obviously. You know, they're missing Jimmy. They're missing Derrick Jones Jr. They're missing James Johnson. They're missing Dion. right? Like, this is obviously not how the rotation is going to play out when everybody's back, but just it's obvious that when they are on the floor together, they're they're losing. Like it's gonna it's gonna happen tonight. I was saying it on Twitter that tonight was just not the equation that you, the, you know you come into the game with four rookies playing in the rotation with four guys missing from the rotation. On the second night of a back to back after an overtime game, like there was just too much in the works, and the fact that they were even to make this into a game was you know big on them, but. I just didn't see it happening, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I didn't either. But then they take the ten point lead, and you start to think, okay, maybe they can. But I, I agree with that. How All did they give up the lead? Well, I, well, I, well, they gave it up because a well, a couple of things. I think I think they got gas. I think Wiggins got hot. They stopped closing out, yeah. uh, which was a big part of it. I mean, they they were rotating really well defensively, and then they weren't, like in the fourth quarter. But you're right. I mean, they can't play too many of those guys together. But you mentioned a couple of them. I think we, we've we gotten into this some. James Johnson, I think, would have been really useful again tonight. Super
2: like, useful. And last an ex- night.
0: As an extra defense. And last night. So I, I think what the conclusion that we've come to, I think all three of us, well, at least Alf and I, after this trip, is that James Johnson is going to play um, somewhere. Like, there's going to be minutes for James Johnson once he gets in the shape they want. I, I, I'm sorry. i sorry. Deion Waiters has been X'd out this road trip. Like, you're waiting for Kendrick Nunn to fail. Like I feel like Dion's probably at home with like a you know a voodoo doll, like poking it, like and it's not working because See, I, and I, I
3: think it's I, weird I just, I just
0: don't know where the minutes come from. I I, I have no idea. With well, the way
3: Dragos and Nunn are playing, where does he unless you sit say- This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat.
1: What's so
0: special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net-carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. New year, new credit scores. Chime makes it easier to build credit by using your own money to make on-time payments with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a qualifying direct deposit. There's no annual fee or credit check required when applying. Get started at Chime.com slash build. That's Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. Hero guys, because he has been the least consistent and he's had some really bad moments. Maybe he's the guy that they, they wait a little bit. But the other two, are Dragic and Nunn, are playing. There's no question about it.
1: Yeah, and I think that has a lot to do with Hero also starting at small forward with None at the two. I just think in general that that's just not a great matchup for him. But Dion, it's funny that I, I agree with you because Dion, his play style has been X'd out, right? Like they already have what they need from off-the-bench scoring, off-the-bench playmaking. But I think we still all agree that he's going to be the better player than James Johnson is. What it comes down to it is that James Johnson has a skill that he's going to be utilized for, which is going to be, you know, guarding big fours, big wings, being able to switch onto some smaller fives, just like myers Leonard is going to be somebody who, if they need shooting from the bigs, you know, if they need to get a, a rip protector to guard out to the five, that's what myers Leonard is there for. Whereas Dion, his whole thing was coming off the bench and providing scoring and playmaking, and they already have all of that filled out, even though he's going to be the best out of the three. So it's a weird situation that, that they've been put in now. And it's a luxury though, right? It's like, this is exactly what you want. All
0: right, guys. Well, listen, I'm running down to this appearance. I'm going to let you guys handle it from here. So, you know, I, I'm sure Slim and Life will make appearances or something along those lines. You guys seem to be getting more downloads when I'm not on anyway. So <laughs> if this podcast gets out beforehand, I'll be on around midnight on WSBN. before we get to the next part of the episode, want you to check out another of our great sponsors at the Seltzer Neighbor Law Firm. Go to onecalllegal.com. That's onecalllegal.com. And there will be someone there for you 24 hours a day. They handle cases from all over the state, but of course they specialize in traffic violations. So definitely go to them for that. They got a special, just mention five reasons and they will absolutely take care of you. Like they took care of me. I just had somebody uh, who jumped out and, and got their situation taken care of just yesterday. So go to onecalllegal.com, the Seltzer Mayberry law firm, and these guys will take it from here.
2: All right. So without Ethan, it's you, we're back. It's just uh me, Alphonse Sidney, and Alex Toledo, a.k.a. Tropical Blanket. I really wanted him to change his name, but he didn't. Um, so, Alex, you know, we're going to close this out here, probably just a few more minutes, because um, I'm exhausted. I'm on the second night of a back-to-back. And Ethan's right. I did get super drunk last night. Um, so I'm, just, I'm, I'm not – It's such at- a
1: shame that the audio from last night got thrown, man. It was a – fun show. It wasn't that bad. He, he, he acted like I was like just slurring. I probably was. No, the real reason for that was because we had some audio issues, right? Like There was skipping all throughout the audio. It had nothing I don't do even, with I even get us. how that happens. The junk stuff was contributing. We were giving legit analysis. We weren't over here slandering players or Trying to you know pander to the Heat fans, we were giving legit analysis. We had we had we were fans all all inside our system. We had fans on the uh, on, from
2: that were still there at the end of the night, coming shout on out the show, them.
1: asking questions. Shout out to them. They know that we had audio issues, so I'm sure they won't be too angry at us. But shout out to them for sticking through and being a part of the show. But, uh, what but these want to- the nights have been fun, anyways, man. You've seen exactly what you want to see from the Heat, man. They're they're competing, right? Like they they're two one one without Jimmy. And they've every single game has either been on their side or close, like tonight was. I think you've seen it like, you know, this team is not filled with scrubs outside of Jimmy. Like a lot of the national media seems to think.
2: Well, what I want to talk about is one of those guys outside of Jimmy. Because with Jimmy coming back, I think it affects one guy the most. I think it affects Justice the most. I think that the ball's not going to be in his hands as much. But what we've seen in these first three games is how comfortable he's gotten leading this team. Um, and what I've also seen is he he just does what the team needs when they need it. Now the free throw shooting is a big problem. It's huge because we thought free throw shooting was going to be a positive for the team this year. But if the guys getting to the line the most are Bam and Justice and they can't hit these, it's going to be a, it's, it's going to continue to be an issue. The good thing is Jimmy Butler is a good free throw shooter and he'll probably be getting a lot of those chips to the line. But I just want your take on because. I just had to log off Twitter because it takes on Justice Winslow out of control. Uh, people saying choked uh, people, you know, for some reason he's just getting uh, slander when he put up 28 and six today, which is like par for the course now where he's like near triple doubles. Um, he shot eight for 17, two for, two for three from three. I mean, uh, he had four turnovers, which, Uh, the second highest on the team, he contributed to some of that stuff. That last turnover was a kickball, which is why Spo lost his crap. But what do you think of uh, Justice this first three games, and how does Jimmy affect that?
1: So, as for tonight's game, I I wasn't satisfied with his effort in the first half because I felt like he was trying to look for the pass too much, which I think is going to be something that he has to balance all year long, especially when Jimmy comes back. He He might lean into that more just naturally because he's not playing the point guard position. But he ended up turning it around pretty well. Like, tonight he ended up finishing 8 for 17. He had that blowout game in the beginning where he where, where he scored 27 on 10 to 21 shooting. I think he's shown, you know, that being able to turn around whenever he doesn't start as well as he should, right? He He's able to recognize it mid-game and adjust. And, like, Spoh, was it Spo who said this? Adjust or die? Or am I making that up? I, I have no idea. I think we Anyways. Should, that's a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I love what he's been doing, man. I love that when when it's time to be the point guard, he tries to set everybody up. But it's going to be a tough line to balance when Jimmy comes back, man, because I could totally see Justice, you know, taking like seven shots, nine shots a game when Jimmy comes back just based on his nature. So mm-hmm. I'm a little bit worried about that part because like, I, I do agree with you that he definitely is the one most affected by Jimmy's return. So, okay, now
2: another thing about tonight, I feel like we kind of touched on it and we, but we didn't really get into it. They were super shorthanded, um, which is why I was arguing with people who were like, why isn't Bam playing Cat, you know, first quarter? They really didn't – I mean, they didn't have guys to go
1: to on the bench to help with Cat. See, they and I be- tweeted the same thing, man, because I I totally understand the rationale that you don't want to get Bam in foul tr- trouble, but it's – oh, my God, it's Myers Leonard. If you know you're going to start Myers, if you know that you're going to start with Bam not guarding Cat, at least start Kelly or at least start Chris Silva, which, mean, I mean, Chris Silva can't really play next to Bam, so it doesn't really But the, yeah, the, the Chris Silva next to Bam is a nightmare offensively. Like guess no, it's for not sure. going to work.
2: But Kelly if, had a terrible game, um, so everyone's, everyone's screaming for Kelly. Kelly didn't have a great game. And no. second night of the back, back-to-back, shorthanded. It, honestly, to me, it was the right move. It was the only move. And it actually worked out for them. So we did we it, do, did it now. Know. I don't know man they scored 116 he, points. Bam goes into the second quarter with no fouls. And then guards cat the rest of the game and bait and makes cat's life hell the rest of the game. Oh so, for sure. So how, so what what would have been the the the, the result if because everyone's playing you're, we're actually playing the result here because he didn't get the fouls but if he picked up two fouls in the first quarter. <laughs> we've seen it happen to Bam before. And they you're needed right. every minute of Bam tonight. They didn't have a James Johnson to go to on the bench that could that could um, give give cat problems. See, but my uh, thing is, wasn't Bam also guarding
1: Giannis full-time last night? Yeah, Ooh. but they had they, – last night – first of all, it wasn't the first night of – it wasn't the second night of a back-to-back. And Milwaukee's a way better team, so that's why I think it's just a little bit inconsistent.
2: It's the second night of a back-to-back, though. Sort of, the guy – how many minutes did Bam play last night? No, you're right. You're 100% right. And and Myers Leonard basically played like 10 minutes last night. Like, we got to keep, we got to, We like, these are, I think we treat everything like it's it's NBA 2K, right? No, I think, and
1: and I understand that it's about the context, but what I'm saying is Myers Leonard is not just an average or subpar defender. He is a horrible defender. He's the worst defender in the team, and Cat is maybe the most gifted offensive big we have in the league outside of Jokic, who's more of a playmaker than a scorer, and it's just like, he was getting absolutely roasted. He just has nothing for okay, him. Then with all that, that, they still – I bet would have stopped him, but it's like Kelly is definitely a better defender. He definitely has better defensive fundamentals. And they
2: went into halftime with the lead. So, to me, it was – I feel like it was the right decision. But go, even going away from that, because one of the reasons that happened is because the Heat's been so short-handed. So, outside, of course, of Jimmy Butler um, – which would have helped tonight because when Andrew Wiggins is going off, it would have been Jimmy or Justice. So even if they switched, you know, that's why it's so nice to have Jimmy Justice and Bam because all three of those guys could probably guard one through four and then Bam can hit hit can guard fives. Yeah. Who is the guy that they're missing the most out of right now? Derek Jones Jr., James Jones, Deion Waiters. Because, of course, Jimmy's number one and Jimmy will be back. Out of the guys that they're missing in this rotation right now, who are they missing the most?
1: Weirdly enough, I think it's JJ. JJ is the one who serves. Like I said before, that skill set is going to be really, really needed because you have so many, you know, forwards in the league that when uh, Justice and Jimmy, you know, aren't guarding them, you're going to need James Johnson to guard them. Or at the very least, Derek Jones Jr., right? Whichever one you want to play more from those two, you're going to need their defense. James Johnson is more for the bigger guys. And while Derek Jones Jr. can maybe guard some of the slimmer dudes, but he, that's exactly what they need right now. Because when they go to the bench and they start bringing out these lineups with like Goron and Duncan Robinson and uh, and one of Hero or Leonard, it's like that's when they really start showing a lot of weaknesses on defense. And the Heat's whole thing is defense. Like they're not going to be a really good team this year without defense being their biggest strength. So I think once you take away the defense from the equation, they they you know they're a weaker team. Obviously, like we talked about before, you know this is not going to be the team going forward. So I'm not worried about that. Uh, going forward for the rest of the season. But I think James Johnson is going to be somebody who they can definitely utilize. I still would love to see Dion come back and try to play his way back in. He seems like he will be motivated to try and prove to the Heat and to fans and to everybody that he is still a good player. So I think they could still use him just because, you know, I don't think the Heat are this championship team that just can't use any more talent, right? But J.J. is the one who serves the, the biggest skill that they need in return. Yeah, see, nights like tonight, I
2: know um, fans have their beef with Dion Waiters, but nights like tonight is where you say you don't you don't give up depth for no reason, right? You don't just say, "Oh, we don't like the guys; he can stay home." It, it, that just that's not how it works. I see a lot of people with the take just leave Dion home for the next two years. Like, get out of here. That's not going to happen. You can't increase his trade value if he doesn't play, first of all. Like, right now, who's trading for Deion Waiters in two years of a contract when the Heat won't even let him on the floor?
1: Mm-hmm. So,
2: everyone needs I, – I I don't think – I think Deion Waiters may come back for the Heat, but it's only to increase trade value. I think eventually he's gone, but they can still use his talent. I agree with you. James Johnson's a guy right now, to me, um, who could probably – outside of Jimmy, of course – who could probably give this team the biggest boost because they just don't have the size, right? They don't have they don't have a ton of size. They're not very big. They're not in the front court. They're not uh, versatile enough. It's now like maybe
1: JJ wouldn't be as necessary when Jimmy and you know Derrick Jones Jr. come back because you add those two to Justice and Bam, and it's like okay, you got some guys now. But still, I I do think it's James Johnson, right? Because it's like, man. Every single team, you can name somebody who you have to guard like that, right? For the most and it part, can, like, and it can't be all on Bam out of bio every game.
2: Exactly. Right? exactly. He, there has to be. He has to have some relief. Um, I mean, he, Bam still played excellent, but it just can't be night in and night out. Where and it's the same thing with Justice Winslow. Why he? Why 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 he needs Jimmy Butler back? Because it can't be on Justice every night to guard the best wing. I mean, every single possession. So, um, yeah. So we're. We're looking forward to Jimmy coming back. Don't know what's going on with JJ. Not sure how her DJJ is. But on second night of a back to back with a shorthanded team, a tired team, uh, you could tell their legs weren't into it. I'll take this game because they fought. Um, yeah. But Tuesday, and last night
1: was freaking awesome, man. We haven't really last night about was amazing. Last night that last was night,
2: incredible. Last night was incredible. Like it was. It was the most fun. I've had watching the Heat game in probably since
1: 30 and 11, to be honest. Yeah, the Here. people who came out to the watch party, man, that was a great atmosphere in there. And it was just, you know, we had the Red Nation Army chants going. We, <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> the alcohol was really helping. but The alcohol did help. And we broke the curse, which is big. Huge. Um, yeah, because we all know uh, we were 0 for 11 in watch parties. Broke the curse against night.
1: all odds in a truly
2: hashtag culture way. Without Jimmy on the road against the best team in the East. And that's something. All right, guys. uh, We will have another show for you, I believe, Tuesday after the game. I'm not sure if we're doing a show tomorrow. Alex, do you know? Uh, I would probably assume after the game. So, Tuesday after the game, we'll we'll have a show for you. Um, Probably another one Wednesday. And then Alex and I are actually going to be in New Orleans next weekend. So, I don't know who's going to do the show with Ethan. But I'm going to (laughs) be too drunk and too full of crawfish to care. All right, guys. (laughs) We'll talk to you next time. Have a good night.